0: Hawker, party of two. All right, guys, it's official. We are back. This Man. is the first episode, full episode back since COVID happened. Hey, did you? Um, nothing, never mind. All right. Um. So this is our first full episode back. We're super excited to be back. We have absolutely missed podcasting. At yep. least, I mean, maybe I have. Maybe my husband feels like it's a bit of a chore. But if he's it's a lot wise, of work. he won't say that.
1: It's a lot of work, but... <laughs> hit the we'll let before you get deep it's a lot of work but once you once we were doing them every week yeah, right once you're in it it's, it's nothing not. but setting this up today oh the, my God. the 47 <laughs> minutes remembering to put stuff here how do we have it before and all this we and that. would
0: get the camera and the lighting set up and Ugh. then he would sit down bump the table and knock the whole, the whole thing's over. off and then the camera would just run off to the side like there was just it probably took us what did we start around noon? Yeah. It probably took us a full hour just to get our setup done because we haven't done it for so long. And we didn't remember, like, we were looking at old episodes, mm. trying to figure out how we had it all set up. Like, it was just a whole thing. But now it's set up. We're good to go. We can get we can get back in the groove.
1: In the, in the groove. Right in, in the, the groove. Right in the groove. <laughs> okay. All right, oh, if, go ahead. if
0: you're if you're just joining us, um, we were podcasting. We had just got started right before COVID happened. And then obviously COVID hit and the world got turned upside down, including our personal world. Um, so if you're just joining us, this is our official relaunch. But we do have some previous episodes. You should go, go back and listen to them. Some of them are pretty good. Um, I mean, I think so.
1: Yeah, all the ones with her were pretty good.
0: Yes, definitely. Your solo ones are questionable. Right. <laughs> so we're just going to discuss kind of what happened. I know that everybody has a different experience or had a different experience with COVID and just kind of catch you up on our last year, year and a half that we've been gone and then we'll just pick up from there.
1: Yeah, so uh, so we did a few episodes before um Here in Maryland, they shut the schools down. And um, what it really did was it messed with, and this is so selfish, right? It messed with our recording schedule. But how it messed with the recording schedule was because the very place we sit ended up being a school desk, along with another part of the house with another desk that was bought. So there wasn't even, there was a time-wise, there wasn't a way because we would record when the kids went to school. But even if we wanted to record, uh, there was no place because
0: Cadence's classroom had to be put completely away. Yeah. The podcast had to be set up. And this took us an hour. So it was just, it was a lot. Plus, Mm -hmm. there was no quiet time. So you'd always have kids in the background. Mm -hmm. And Cadence, it was her first real year of school, kindergarten. So she couldn't really have just headphones on to be in virtual school. She needed. She needed to have the audio loud enough so that we could hear it, so we could assist her when she needed help. But that process was a lot. Her teacher was a lot, so yeah, it was just, yeah, it was just that whole. Oh, it was well, just I it was
1: a lot. I don't know if the teacher was a lot necessarily, but to get a peek into because I think we talked about this a year and a half ago. All the teachers and parents and students were analog people, and that's how we operated. Since I don't know when public school started, but that's fine. I guess when college started doing online school in two thousand, maybe. So, but that's you want to do it, so it's different. But uh, it was as if the students and teachers there was a, a gap with with uh, communication. So you'd have teachers trying to discipline or really disciplines the the one part as if they were in physically in school. Because you can praise over the internet, over the phone, and you can still kind of get that good feeling, like, yeah, I did a good job. But it, it got to the point with some of the teachers where what they were trying to do, instead of ignoring the kid, they would draw more attention to them. And when they did that, they were very loud, and it just became this thing that It was eye-opening to us that, because I, I wasn't a great student, I mean, look at me. Right? I was, you
0: know, I was pretty good.
1: But I understood you know, disruptions in class are handled a certain way. So it was just eye opening when they had uh, when the kids did homeschooling because our uh, it's not our oldest in the house, his stuff was different than the youngest, the youngest, know, Yo,
0: even his stuff from class to class was completely different. Like there was no consistency with his. No,
1: I mean, the teacher student interaction. It wasn't a lot of pay oh. attention and you know, all that kind of stuff. It was more like, the teacher just no, his stuff no his
0: teachers he had he had one teacher that i absolutely adored i felt like she was a phenomenal virtual teacher she was mm-hmm. very engaged she kept the kids really engaged the rest of the teachers mm-hmm. half of them wouldn't even show up and would just give virtual work like one his math teacher didn't show up for weeks he was just yeah. always gone yeah and then the other ones there was one instance where the teacher is just talking and the kids are getting into a full on argument and canon was involved in it and they it were the chat, right? they were first they started yeah. in chat and then it took it went over into audible um arguing and the teacher never once says anything to the kids like he never addressed what was going on he never told them to stop like they were just having a full-on fight Hmm. and these kids were coming for canon and i heard it and i was like oh no not my kid you ain't doing this well my kid was the instigator after i went and looked at it all so you know but the teacher was just I felt like the teacher was on autopilot. I'm just going to get this out. I'm going to do it. I'm going to check the box. I'm done. I don't care if the kids are engaged. I don't care if they are learning anything. I don't care that they're sitting here. They're arguing. Like, it was really, it was a lot.
1: Mm -hmm. And again, I think it's because the teachers, they were just, uh, at least for the uh, youngest, they were just thrust into this figure out a, how to work Zoom, because it wasn't Zoom before. It was like Microsoft Teams, Teams or something, yeah. and they changed that but we a didn't week even, before the thing.
0: We didn't even participate in that. So March. What do you mean? March. Uh, was it March 17th when they shut it down and they said that was going to be the last day of school or whatnot? Yeah. We opted to keep the kids home the day before and said, well, if they're not going to go back to yeah, school after Thursday that day. Like, whatever. Yeah. We're just going to keep them home today. And it was the third quarter, and this probably happened all across the nation. And they said that you had to attend virtual school or you weren't going to pass. But it was so completely chaotic and messy. I just said, you know, we're just done. We're done. It doesn't matter. Like, Cannon has straight A's. Even if he missed little bits of whatever, it's not going to mess up. And I did not. I did not think that the school was going to put any weight in that last quarter. I just figured they were going to give everybody a gold star and we're good to go and cadence was in pre-K so i really wasn't going to stress about that and i was mm-hmm. super hopeful that we would go back to school in the fall so we didn't even participate in teams like march march 16th or 17th when our kids were done they were yeah. done for the whole year summer
1: started i thought they did something i can't remember yeah they did because the uh at the end well i don't know i remember at the end of the year the school was like that fourth quarter didn't matter anyway and you were upset, like, well, you were giving the kids assignments. No, we didn't participate, though. We didn't? No, it... Or maybe that was so, just an email.
0: COVID happening really enlightened me that I have—I actually have anxiety, or it made it worse, oh, yeah. or something like that. Like, You're I, <laughs> Wow, thanks. Um... I didn't realize, like I used to, back when I worked for the government, I would come home. Do you remember this? When I would come home some days and I would just be broken and crying and you're like, what's wrong? I'm like, I have no idea. I just, I can't help it. I'm just crying.
1: I remember you came home one day and not known, unbeknownst to me, I asked her what's for dinner. Not meaning, are you going to cook dinner? But almost like, hey, well, what do you want? And my schedule had it where I was off on a Tuesday or whatever. And she was just slamming oven doors and throwing stuff, and no. we talked about it afterward. Yeah, because I honestly <laughs> was just like, "Well, what's almost like, what do you want?" But since then, I think we talked or something. And it was like, "Oh, so on my days off, like that, when she did work down there, I would just kind of throw something together for dinner." So all she has to do, we roll reverse, roll reverse, so so sexist. So when she came home, things like dinner and like the house being put together and the kids kind of being done were already in the works and all she had to do was double dutch her way in or go upstairs and cry. So So
0: I think that's a very common thing that happens in a marriage is that.
1: Well, we're talking about your anxiety.
0: I know, but you, you (laughs) open this can. We're, we're diving in.
1: Let's dive.
0: Um, the, so for our specific situation, when he asked for dinner, he was not asking me, what am I going to get up and cook for dinner? He mm. was asking me, do you have something planned for dinner? Or yeah, should I what ask? Or should I figure it out? But he literally said, what's for dinner? Mm-hmm. So in my mind, he's saying, what are you going to make for dinner? You just went and pulled a 10-hour shift. Mm. You spent three or four hours in traffic Plus and all that. And it's time for you to make dinner what are you making right. so when when that phrase comes out of a man's mouth a it man's, triggers me
1: do you want me, me. to leave
0: it <laughs> triggers me and i'm so anti-sexist or whatever the um sex roles are the gender roles i'm so anti-gender roles i don't believe in them mm. i think that if you're capable to do whatever then you should you just just pick switch pick back and forth. and if area. you think that i'm gonna cook clean and do all the girly things you did wrong like mm. that's just not me So when he would say that, it felt just so, I'm in a, he's just putting me in this gender role. And finally, maybe that was the day that I said something, but it it, it did. It pissed me off.
1: Mind you, uh, we weren't, were we married? Yeah. I don't think so. No, we weren't married. We didn't get married till 13. And you stopped working at 15.
0: Yeah. I don't think this happened that early into our relationship. That, uh, that conversation, but
1: but irregardlessly, a <laughs> famous general from the Civil War, I have was a bachelor. I mean, I've had girlfriends, mm-hmm. but I've I've never lived with a woman or lived with anybody aside from my my mother. So what, Well, when I got when I want dinner, I just call up you know call up Papa and he shows up 32 minutes <laughs> later. Or I will eat rice and So I had no concept of min almost menued out meals or uh, dinners. So it was always kind of that. And I think even the way we operate now, it's just, okay, it's 4.30, what's for dinner? And we have to figure it out then. And we'll shuffle through the freezer and we'll we'll figure something out. I don't out.
0: think we talk about it. Any, like every once in a while, we'll ask the other person if he had something in mind. But I think we're pretty good now at reading a, that person's busy. I'm going to step up and get it.
1: But yeah. And I still call Papa, by the way.
0: Yeah. Kids love it when he makes dinner and pizza shows up. Burgers, so anyway. fries, pizza. Back Chicken. to
1: we back done, to last year. We yeah, we went. Dude, we for, went
0: back to 2012? Like we went way back.
1: We gotta do breakfast for dinner. We haven't done that in a long time.
0: <laughs> You're so off topic. Dude, we we're talking about out. food. Yes, we do because they. I make them biscuits and gravy all the time. And they love it.
1: Uh, I'm thinking sweet American mm. pancake, pancake sausage. sausage. <laughs>
0: okay. Man. So, um, so I've I've <laughs> I've had anxiety If when i think back i have had moments maybe they were panic attacks i'm not really sure or maybe they were just anxiety at the time but i've had them as far back as probably the early 2010s is that what you call that but it was very very infrequently like it was six to eight months in between and then the world would feel super heavy and i would cry it out for a day and the next day i'd be completely fine but i could not tell you what set me off or why i was crying like it was completely out of the blue and then um before covid like i would feel anxious sometimes and i can't remember it must have been before covid i went to a patient first and a doctor told me that i was i had anxiety she said i think you have anxiety what you're describing is anxiety but it still wasn't like super frequent So when COVID hit, I was fine in the beginning. Like it really wasn't a big deal until the grocery stores started to get picked over and people were frantically going out and stockpiling and hoarding and taking so much more than they needed. That put me in a state of feeling like if I don't go out now and expose myself, and just go to every store that I possibly can to find the, the, the items that we need. There will be nothing. Mm. So that caused me to have almost a crippling anxiety. Like it was, it was so heavy and I felt so unsettled. And then, then the schools closed and everything like that. Like it just compiled what I was already feeling and, it was a far heavier load than I was capable of carrying. Like I know that we had to social distance and all of that stuff, but I really withdrew from people. Like I used to in my group, I used to have personal conversations via Facebook um, private messenger all the time. Like that's how you talk to me. That's how everything. And I was really good at managing it. But during COVID and during all of that that was going on, if that Facebook Messenger made a ding, it caused me to have even more anxiety. Like it created so much anxiety and I would become angry. Like I don't have time right now. Like people just want something from me. I have nothing to give. Like it was really, it was a very, (laughs) it was a very traumatic year for me Mm -hmm. mentally. The kids, I mean, other than, And not being able to adjust back and forth from school and home. Like the second a teacher said that they were on break, they were on the couch in a blanket snuggled up with an iPad ready to chill like it was Saturday and we had nothing to do. And then they had a hard time going back to school. But I feel like, well, I do feel like Cadence kind of, um, I feel like she developed almost, an unhealthy attachment to me during that period. And I think that maybe she also had anxiety that we weren't aware of because she, she got to the point and she's getting better now, but she Mm -hmm. was to the point where if I got up from the couch to go to the bathroom, she came and sat in the bathroom or outside the bathroom. Like I couldn't go anywhere in the house without her. Like she just would not be alone. Sometimes she would stay with you But Mm -hmm. most of the time she had to be with me nonstop like it was and then that was suffocating like it was just a lot. And I'm not I know we're not the only family that felt that. I think that pretty much everybody in America felt the same way going through that.
1: And we were fortunate enough to be able to stay home with my schedule and then her having uh, a a home business the people who still had to go to work because I still had to go to work with my schedule. I was off Monday or Tuesday. So, you know, I, I work Wednesday, Thursday. So it was a, the, the schedule changed where I was at home and I could pick up the slack. But there were some parents out there, their kids were just in the ether. Just they had to figure it out because they still had to go to work like me, but they're going to work five days per week. And it was, I remember watching uh, the youngest on uh, at school and it'd be grandparents and things in there. And you want to talk about disconnection, disconnecting, disconnection, being disconnected. Um, my in my father is 75. He specifically doesn't want anything to do with computers. Her parents a little up there, too, but they're aware of Facebook and all this stuff. There were grandparents on there who I thought were the grandparents that were just out of it, had no idea. And sometimes the uh, what five year old, whatever pre K is, they would school them going through this kind of stuff. But yeah, oh, it was runners, a yeah. it was a it was a heck of a heck it was a heck of a year. Mm-hmm. But it was just challenging, and I think everybody was struggling with it. Um, and the, it's a big adjustment because trying to figure out what do you do, like she was saying, because sometimes our oldest would have a 40 minute block but the teacher will be done in 26 minutes so then what do you do
0: yeah i felt like he had it was crazy because he had yeah he had like 30 40 minute breaks in between all the classes oh yeah then the youngest she had no breaks like it was back to back to back she had a 10 minute move break in the afternoon around two
1: yeah
0: and so she would sit like she she was sad a lot and she cried a lot. And if you told her she had to go to school, like she was upset, but in feel the previous the year in pre-K, when she got to go to school part time, she loved it. Absolutely yeah. loved it. And, and now like she is so dang thrilled. She can't wait. She was counting down the days. Like she's super excited. Ours, ours did get to go back at the end of last year. Part time.
1: Really? Really? Well, I got to go
0: back full time. Well, they both did because her class opted. No one in her class opted. Oh to yeah, because it was like eight time. eight kids or something in her class. Yeah. So yeah, the teacher yeah. called and asked if we would yeah. allow her to go back full time because no one else opted to I do it. That. So she did, and so that both of them came home and said they hope they never had homeschool again. And I didn't take it mm. personally whatsoever. I was like, I am with you. I hope we never have to do that again. But they're loving it now, they're doing really good.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: She's super excited about it. You know, it's fun.
1: Homeschooling was rough. Did you um or virtual school?
0: When the school year first started, mm-hmm. she was like super uh anal about her lunch. Like we have to pack the lunch, we have to get it ready, I want this and then pack it all up and everything. But you know like she's that. like
1: that with a lot of stuff. If it's like this is the schedule Hey, it's time to go. Hey, it, hey, we have to do this. And like she, with certain things, if you get, well, she's very responsible. If for you get her on so, a she's schedule, responsible. I didn't have my vitamin C. Like yo, yeah. no, relax. You and she get doesn't forget a thing. Get my my word. Like yo, but yeah, she uh, it was cute.
0: So she she like she would not let us not make her lunch. Mm-hmm. And if we would forget to do it at night and we'd be running in the morning and be late and be like yo, can you can you just do hot lunch today? Nope. Not gonna happen. Well, one day we just didn't have something, mm-hmm. so I said we're out. We don't have it. I didn't make it to the store. You're gonna have to have hot lunch. I said I promise you'll like hot lunch. I loved hot lunch. I was never allowed to have it as a kid because we didn't have the money for hot yeah, lunch. Yeah. I said you love hot lunch and it's free, so just get it. Mm-hmm. Man, she came home and she said, "Oh, school lunch is good. I don't ever want to pack a lunch." That was this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she is going hot, She's gonna be real upset. When it goes
1: back to paid lunches next year and she's back yeah. to packing a lunch. But yeah, but she's, uh, the episode's gonna end up being about her. Uh, she is like that. She's very, it, you see, responsible, like meticulous, man. She's like, if if I tell her, you know, all right, it's two o'clock, you know, have your shoes on, you're so, like, she's like, okay. It, more so when it's a routine thing. Yeah. Even when uh, we would do the seat belts, like, all right, we gotta go to the store. And she had the two clips, the chest and the, and the, and oh, the legs, yeah. the bottom. I would always ask her, you got one clip, two clips. Like, it was a thing. Wait, 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 I don't have the second clip. And now she's got the seatbelt and booster and all that. But, yeah, she's uh, she's pretty funny.
0: <laughs> she's very funny. Anyway. Her, her British accent kills me. Yeah. <laughs> so, we... She watches we, Bluey. We did have a super rough year and a half. Like, every... I. I keep saying it, but I think that everybody did. Like, it was just a really dark year, dark time. It was very hard to get through. It's still rocky. It's, but it's still hosed up. Oh, it's so hosed up, but it is getting better. People are getting happier. Like, can I tell you that when the kids went to school that first day, I almost didn't know what to do with myself. Like, I felt so much lighter. Mm-hmm. I felt free Not that I don't like my kids, but I just felt like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have a moment to myself. Because other than the month that they spent in Idaho with my parents, but I was there for almost three weeks of that. I haven't been away from them since they came home from school. And I am not I'm just not built to be a full time mom. Like I've known my whole life. I wanted to have children, but I wanted to be a career mom. Mm -hmm. I love my kids, but I don't have that mom gene that loves to be at home, taking care of them, doing homemaker stuff. Like I need a break from my children and then Mm -hmm. I need to come back because I'm just not, I'm not a patient person. Like my mom, she could do that all day, every day. That's how I was raised. And she, she, she has that mom gene that is just that, motherly gene loves everything about it and then i don't have it and then i think i think cadence has it i think it just skipped a generation Eh, i just don't i love my kids please don't take it like i don't i love my kids but i you just don't like to
1: mother them got it
0: the the waiting on them hand and foot and all no yeah i just think it's I think it's because I watched people be raised like that. And I was so against the way they behaved. I associated the two. So I really want my kids to be independent. I want them to be able to be self-sufficient and take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. So I, I mean, we could have had a party. We could have had a full on party Mm -hmm. the first day they went back to school. I was so excited. And I feel like, over this past month, I feel like I'm becoming myself again.
1: I don't think the all the kids are back in school, right? Didn't they do a lottery or something? But the majority of them are back.
0: No, we had a lottery for um, students that wanted to stay virtual, uh, but otherwise, other in the county, only 50 children from each grade yeah. were allowed to maintain or um, stay virtual, mm-hmm. and then the rest had to go back or but- or parents withdrew them and homeschooled them.
1: I didn't understand why. And I, I, dude, the whole school system is questionable, right? Why do you need to go to these grades if you can learn everything by 10th grade? Like, it's just a whole thing, right? But when they shut down school and then try to still hold on, like, well, you need to still, you it's didn't. funding.
0: It's all funding. Well,
1: I get the funding, but somebody, and this is whatever. You would think in the school board somebody would be smart enough to say, "Well, this is the anomaly that no one planned for." By the way, and I understand it because to plan for something it has to be, uh, it has to be reasonably foreseen. Yeah, reasonably foreseen. So, like, oh, we ran out of gas. What do you do? Well, we can walk here. We can take our bikes. Like, it's foreseeable, right? No one saw the fact that something that was described as spreading like the flu. Would literally be able to shut down a, a country or countries. I didn't right? believe that that
0: would happen to us. Well, I w- didn't believe that America would shut down. I didn't believe that we would be forced to stay home. I didn't yeah. believe. I surely would I'm have never of... believed had you told me a year, year and a half ago that we'd be forced to get vaccinated. I wouldn't have believed that either. Like yeah, I just well, never.
1: This is, so the, the whole vaccination, the whole, I'm going to quote, quote, quote J.B. Brown. All of it comes back to money, right? The schools are not independent. The private schools are, because as far as I know, right, the private schools get paid by the parents, the parents pay the tuition and it pays the students, or not students, but the teachers and the janitorial service and all the food and all that stuff, right? It all comes down to money. So if you have uh, every gun shop we go to, by the way, is no mask <laughs> mask out of here. Right. But they're independent. They're not funded by the government. The government has no backing. They don't have, they're not backed by the government. So yeah, those places, those places can say, we're not vaccinating. For, for, if you want to get it, cool. But if not that, who cares? It's all. And it's funny because the independent gun shop or any independent store, the government doesn't have any say in what they, what they do. But when it comes to all the places that were stayed open, Home Depot, why do I need Home Depot? Why? Why do I now I do need a grocery store? All these places, it was just it didn't make sense to me that all these things are mandated to happen when all the companies have to do is say no. That's all they have to do. And if enough say no. Just like the somebody at Sam's. Cliff so what food.
0: you're saying is that we need to have a nationwide mutiny. Well,
1: it's not. A, it's not a mutiny. The thing is this. A revolutionary war. It's the, the thing is this. It's the same thing I said about people going to McDonald's and complaining about the service, but coming right back to McDonald's. Don't go. That Ricky Schroeder was out there protesting at Sam's about needing to wear a mask. He's he he has every right to be upset. He has every right to voice his opinion. Right, First Amendment. But what he and everyone else that has a Sam's membership should have done was collectively walked into that one and just canceled their membership. Once Sam starts seeing, oh, this is costing us real money because they're not getting that long term money, then it would be able to, it could, it would make an an effect on that.
0: You're assuming that Americans can be united Mm. on a front.
1: Well, in this given was given
0: the current state of our economy, I don't think Americans can be united on anything. I think I, that No, this I was think this was a while it, ago. Right, but
1: this was before this was before they told me yeah, I had to get we, a jab. I mean, they've you know pretty saying? much
0: been ever since Trump went into office. It's been this huge. It's always been divided, but Yeah, yeah. It I seems like it. It, it it turned into the Grand Canyon when he went into office and it's just right. gotten worse since. I think and I god forbid this ever happen again and I don't want it to and I pray it doesn't. I think it's going to take a an event like 9/11 to oh, unite yeah. this country. It's in the
1: works. Don't worry about that.
0: Oh yeah, after what yeah, we're that's we don't even need to go into that. It's in the works. <laughs> but unfortunately, I think it's going to take something like that for mm-hmm. people to wake up and see that we're one nation who cares about your political party and your beliefs and all that stuff. But it has become so if this, then that kind yeah. of like, if you're over there, I'm not your friend where we were friends before. Like, but it's, to me, that's mind boggling. I don't get it. I can't wrap my mind around it.
1: I don't understand the, this now we're getting in the weeds about it. My, my whole thing is this, just like when a Walmart comes into a town and shuts down the mom and pop and then Walmart jacks up the prices or whatever, right? If the people that want to support the cause in Cali all the mom and pop restaurants got shut down. But the the clinker is this. <laughs> if the stores would have said, nah, collectively, a whole city block, nah. And then got to the patrons and says, Look, we're gonna stay open for you, right? But you have to come here so we can pay the fines or whatever, you know, penalties, or in theory, collectively put a lawsuit in us versus state of California, whatever it is. But you'll you saw a lot of these companies and stores just shutting down. And then we're stuck with Amazon going up 14,000% in profits. And no one is looking at it going, it's not morally right to shut down the donut shop up here. The independent walls while Krispy Kreme gets to stay open. You both serve donuts, man. Right. That, that's the part that I didn't understand and that's what I mean collect, that, and collectively and you can't do it nationwide, and nothing's nationwide, what is what ends up being nationwide is street level, block level, community level city level, or county city level where, man, everybody in you know, Jonestown, <laughs> isn't that where they drunk the Kool-Aid, or that Jamestown oh, <laughs> it's all the people down in Jonestown, oh yeah man their stores, because that's how it was on the eastern shore Oh, their stores are still open. Masks, no matter, they don't care. Just come on in.
0: Well, even here, when um, you go down to Calvert County or St. Mary's County, which is really just a hop, skip, Mm -hmm. jumping away, Mm -hmm. it's so different. Like when we went, I think I went down there with you to get chlorine, and you're like, they don't wear masks here. I'm like, yeah, because the gun shop's down there. This is ten minutes from our house, and in Charles County, mm-hmm. you can't go into a store without a mask. Like you can't go anywhere without a mask. Dude,
1: you, up there where I work, there's a uh, two minutes from where I work. Right, if you go right down the road, eight minutes, you walk into that Seven Eleven. They've never heard of COVID. <laughs> the 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 uh, the uh, we call it? workers don't wear masks, and this is my thing. Look, I'll just say it. Let's get political. Oh, my gosh. No, but.
0: No, I'm scared.
1: No, no. It could, here's the, and this, I've said this before, not on my podcast, because I haven't uploaded a in a long time. conspiracy guy. No, no, no. My thing is this. Never in this world, in this America, in my lifetime, has someone been so concerned about someone's health status. Right? Never. What are you doing? No You're one. Right? No one ever walks into a store and just yells out, you know, I have chlamydia or I have whatever. It, it was no one's concern. The concern was always this. If you have whatever ailment, take care of it. Go to the doctor. Do, what is it? Holistic. But now in today's world, if, and the whole logic with, between vaccine and not vaccinated in today's world, you can have a person, and it happened at work right? When the stuff jumped off. You can have a person in a place with a mask on because they feel ill or whatever it is, right? Because it's... it's been, By the way, masks... Oh, my word. Masks has been an option since 2001. I used to travel the world. I was a globetrotter, you'd say. Every time I went to uh, Harita Airport in Japan, they would fly to California. Every Asian, Japanese, more specific, right, had a mask on. And it was I used to look at them and go, eh, okay, right? But now, if you go to a store with or without a mask, someone has something to say about it. And the whole, if you have it, if you don't, if you had it or you, if you had, if you, oh boy if you've been infected and got over it, great. If you've never had it, never been vaccinated, great. You've been vaccinated. I don't understand why this is anyone else's concern when everyone votes with their dollar. So if you want to, again, put a store out of business or keep a store in business, If you feel like the store needs to mandate masks for everyone and you're in there still spending your money and that store is not kicking the person out without the mask, you're voting to keep that store in business when you don't agree with that store's ethics or morals. Ethics are human. Morals are store ethics. Ethics are for business. It's that simple. But people now... Not now so much. You can still find videos. They were backing this. You need to wear a mask. Getting three feet within people. Yeah. And then the person without a
0: mask would spit on the person with the mask. That was wild. But
1: I remember some people that didn't have a mask were just like, just leave me alone. Let me get my stuff and get out. But these people would close the distance and just follow them around the store. And I'm thinking if if I had a compromised immune system, yeah, I'm not getting around somebody. let alone if they had and that's a (laughs) whole (laughs) hi dude
0: in the very beginning i went to the grocery store (laughs) no i had my mask on and there wasn't a lot of people there like it was very very few people in the grocery stores in the beginning Mm. around here and there was a a woman who started to come down the opposite end of the aisle that i was at and we were headed towards each other and we were approaching the middle of the aisle where we would be close to each other. And I coughed to clear my throat and she goes, nah, hell no. She turned around Mm. and she went the other direction. And Mm -hmm. I was like, what is, I mean, I get it. I get it. Like you don't know who's sick, who's not sick. Yeah. And the media did a very good job. Dude,
1: You want to talk about plugging. They were just like, if someone looks at you crooked, they've <laughs> got COVID. You're going to catch it. Because remember, before, you you were a freaking worry wart. Dude, she would buy $417,000 worth of groceries and leave them out on the little walkway for eight days. And I didn't no, understand it either. I, I, didn't, I definitely lice
0: i saw them down. But that's what I we were was being not, told. I,
1: that's what we were being told. Like, if you touch something, That's what I
0: think. My it anxiety was got so high lightened during that time yeah essentially i became my mother my <sighs> mom is a germaphobe what's going on yeah you better not say too much what yeah. if she listens my mom's a germaphobe like she if somebody is sick she's walking around the house with a lysol can spraying mm. everything she mm-hmm. quarantines you to your room like you're she very rarely gets sick because she's so germaphobic so yeah, when we went to the grocery store, like I would lice all the stuff down, wouldn't let the kids touch it. Like, let me put them away by myself, wash everything down, clean all the counters, like everything. I, I ruined my freaking steering wheel. That's how crazy I yeah. got with it because I put the sanitizer on my hands. You were- I would rub. So I would put on a pair of gloves. To go into the store. Oh, okay. I would take those gloves off, pull one off and take mm-hmm. them off like a doctor Look would before you. I got into the car. Mm-hmm. And then I would sanitize my hands, sanitize my keychain mm-hmm. or my key, my doorknob, my steering wheel and in the gear shifter. Anything that I was going to have to touch, even though I took those contaminated gloves off mm-hmm. before I got into my car. Like I was making sure that I was not going to be the reason. It might... Most of my anxiety came from not the fact that we are immunocompromised. I don't think that anyone in our family is, um, in our immediate household. Right. But at that time, if your family member got it, you were being put in the hospital, and no mm. one was allowed to be there. Of which and you don't... I felt like. Huh. Canon, if you give him an electronic, he'd be like, yeah, whatever. Cool. Mm-hmm. But if you put Cadence in there and no one can be with her, that child is not going to be okay. Mm-hmm. That was what struck almost all of my fear and made it so extreme because I felt like if Cadence gets sick, she's going to have to be by herself and there's nothing I can do. And she is going to be terrified and so that terrified me. I wasn't worried so much about, I didn't want anybody to get sick, but I wasn't worried about you and Cannon because I felt like you guys would not be as terrified in that situation as her.
1: Yeah. Mind you, I'm going to work every day. I was uh, was an essential worker.
0: Yeah.
1: Of which we got so much love and then it just left. <laughs> People are like, what? Ah. But yeah, it was uh, it was rough. Um. But a lot of it, a lot, this is, this is going a certain way. A lot of it was us not knowing how it's transmitted. But then once we, the it was almost. It's
0: still not. I mean, it's, there's still well, so much unknown about it. But it's
1: simple. It the way I look at it, right? It's simple. If you treat it like a cold, meaning you feel ill, so you feel ill, you should probably not not eat as much food, drinks more water rest whatever Right, go to the doctor of course right but if you just treat it like you would treat someone who catches a cold or the flu which this was i think they, it is a form of the flu or whatever if you treat it like that then most of the time you'll catch it early enough and you can hopefully beat it but i think what was happening was this thing is so much more uh what you call it immune immune system it will compromise your immune system so much more so much faster that people just weren't healthy enough to uh, to fight it or have their immune system fight it off and that's why the the target uh, high death rate was basically people who are unhealthy, fat already had a pre-existing uh, condition right high blood pressure diabetes any of that stuff and guess what the elderly so if you're 70 or I don't know where the cutoff is but if you're 70 and older, you could get a cold and pass away. But I think what happened was the nursing homes and all this stuff. One person gets it, and they we didn't know how to defend against it or anything. But the person's already compromised just from being elderly. The same, we just talked about this at home. Just like if a, if a elderly person breaks their hip, it may take them a month. Oh, I don't know how much a hip. Like it, it'll, it'll take them longer oh, to heal yeah. than a 12-year-old just because bodies well, uh, body it takes longer let alone if you get ill, you fall ill to something that you can't see. So you really don't know how long you had it. And by the time you figure out, I got something, it might be too late. You know, you've already hugged Janice and you know, you've already exposed other people and everything. So I think all of that pushed out through the news outlets really put a uh like you said like it it caused this hysteria yeah it was just the primary
0: focus at the time so it did it created a lot of fear
1: and i'm all about the COVID situation
0: really isn't different today than it was then but it's just not in the media as much but if you look it up there's same similar amount of cases Mm -hmm. similar amount of deaths like everything is similar but it's mm-hmm. just not the primary topic anymore like that's what
1: I was uh this was months ago now i told i think i don't know i think the the un what do you call it non fda approved vaccines were out there i was telling guys at work i was like this is it what else can you do so yeah you wash your hand you know do all that stuff but because uh, we kept going, we kept changing what we allowed at work and all this kind of stuff. Two people in a vehicle, you know, all everything, and I was just talking to the guys cordially, just like, "What else are you gonna do? Take care of yourself, right? Wear your mask and get your what's it called, hand sanitizer." But there's not a whole lot more you can do. But then on the other side of it, because there were some asymptomatic guys at work, I also thought more so with me than you. What if I get it and beat it, and then you now I have the antibody? Like, w- what part of it is that? Because there's, t- to this day, there's some people. I like to say I'm one of them. that can feel a cold coming on Monday, sore throat, and by Wednesday, Thursday, they're over it. And yeah, you some of recover it recover really fast. And some of it may just be that their immune system's good. They recognize things. So I was thinking that too while we were all, while well, me at least, were out going out every day to work and doing all this, you know. <laughs> The 10-person limit, we got 50 people I work with every day, and we all huddle up in a room. But I was just thinking, like, well, what if I – because we thought we had it for a while. But I was thinking, well, what if I have it now – if I have it or had it, do I expose my kids to it? And there's no – I mean, you can get the test. All my tests have ever come back negative.
0: How long do you think that's going to last? So, like, when we came back from Puerto Rico and Cadence was sick, like, Mm -hmm. I was just – certain like oh mm. my gosh I took my kid to puerto rico i got her sick she has covid but you know
1: that happens if you international well i guess it is right you internationally travel like that the change in uh i don't say climate but just environment it's like when you move to a new place sometimes you'll have crazy yeah, allergies yeah. i think it's the same with that
0: yeah but hers all started from an ear infection which yeah she's by swimming she, in that pool all week i'm pretty sure and that's and half, where it dude. came from
1: but she gets ear infections
0: but immediately like before you would think, oh, they have the flu. They have the cold. It's mm-hmm. no big deal. Here's this. Go lay down. The, the best the thing- way. But the, just the way that you treat somebody being sick now is so different. Like
1: I got something to talk about with that. Too. I, I felt was like, definitely in your ear.
0: I felt so responsible uh. for, oh my gosh, I have to take her in. I have to get her tested. I have to ensure that I do not expose anyone mm-hmm. if she has COVID. Yeah. So I had her and myself tested Just so we could be sure. And the rapid came back negative. So they did a PCR and that came back negative. And then the doctor says, well, you know, it's a tricky virus. You could still have it. I'm like, what?
1: Well, I was talking to you about that whole PCR thing. I think the inventor was like, yeah, they're only like 40% correct. Like, hey, man, don't tell me that. But the whole
0: thing is wild. I feel like. I just feel like. uh, I don't know. I don't know that there's any solutions to it at all, but I just feel like. You just kind of have to live your life the way that you want to live your life and take the risks that you're okay with taking with. But I think you have to, at some mm -hmm. point, you have to pick what is okay enough for you and move on because it's never going to go away.
1: Because some of the, I I think it will, it will subside very similar to the flu. Because I remember when uh, H1N1 was this big thing and it was, and now it's just, go get your flu shot. Oh, you get a CVS? Yeah, go get your flu shot.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to turn into something yeah. like that, but I don't think that it's ever going to fully give, go away.
1: No, polio's still around. You yeah, know what I mean? What else is it? Eradicated because Polio, of the vaccine. Polio, smallpox, but this vaccine, measles.
0: Maybe with more time, they could create a vaccine that would help eradicate it, but... It's rough, because it's, cause it's so, a... It behaves so much like the flu. Yeah. And so you can get the flu shot this year, and the flu mutates, and you get that flu. So I But think the flu COVID's shot that you do- get
1: is the old one.
0: I feel like it's going to be the same kind of thing. So yeah. I think, I think at some point, the world has to accept that COVID is here to stay. Well,
1: I hear here's the. I keep cutting you off because I'm such a horrible co-host. I think <laughs> the world knows that it's the federal government. Which, by the way, how are the federal government and the CDC in cahoots. The who, the who isn't even in cahoots with these guys like that, right? They're the ones that are like, all right, well, we've got to figure this thing out. We're housed, we'll house all the diseases. But the American federal government are the ones that are hosed up. Because I truly believe this, 100%. If sound like Biden, he's oh, like, get way. the vaccine, whatever he was, <laughs> But- I truly believe if, and I thought about this a year ago, well, a year ago maybe, if they would have said, if they would have, if the federal government took what, took what the CDC had said about spreading and all this, and uh, not necessarily Dr. Fauci, but if they would have just said, okay, this is what we have now. These are the precautions you can take to help prevent it, prevent getting it, which would include. Getting your vitamin D, vitamin C, vitamins, like becoming a healthier person to help your immune system out, first of all. Secondly, right, washing your hands, you wanna wear gloves and masks, putting all that out, and then saying, okay, states, take care of it. Then we could self regulate because for a while, right?
0: Some states still do it.
1: Well, I'm saying like Miami, Florida was I like, know. nah, I'm we
0: strong. There's never been a mask mandate there,
1: but that's what I'm saying. Like if you, if they would, have, if they would have gotten, this is some a different whole different topic with too much government. If the government would have simply with the, uh, what do you call it? With the CDC pushed that information out and say, Hey man, just do no different than a neighborhood and locking your doors and all that. Just push the information out. I can figure out how I want to defend myself against the thing, the, the, the disease. And if that means, like, uh, we can get into this later too, if you're going to go to a, a, a baseball game or a county fair or anything like that where you go, well, you're really outside. You're just sitting outside. So you don't need a mask. You know, when it comes to that cross-contamination because the outside the wind's blowing, whatever. But if you go to a concert in a coliseum, by the logic of transmitting viruses and swapping spit, well, yeah, wear a mask. If you have just done that, not you, if the states would have done that, I think the people wouldn't have been as aggressive and, like you were saying, us against them, like going at each other about it because someone could literally say, I'm not going to Walmart, man. There's too many people in there. You know, and I saw this just the other day. I'm not going to Home Depot. I'm going to go down to Ace True Value where there might be, 10 people in their Vice Home Depot where there's 57 and they have a clicker at the entrance because I feel like if I'm around fewer people, it lowers my risk, you know.
0: I think at this point where media is not covering it so heavily and there's not so much mass hysteria going on, I think now it comes down to people's personal experiences. So people who have had a family member that has died because of COVID yeah, sees it as far more harmful than somebody who has never gotten sick and Mm -hmm. didn't take precautions and just feels like, well, I didn't wear a mask. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. And I never got sick. So I, it's nothing. And then there are people in the middle who have family members that got sick and recovered. Like it's just, at this point, I think it's just totally based off personal experiences. And while I do, I do think it is serious. And I do think that, and it's something that shouldn't be taken lightly. Right. I just don't know that if we leave it up to the government, that there will ever be a really solid way forward. I think because the government point it really has to. I think the the federal, but we've been letting the government lead us through
1: this we, the whole time. Because the gut, I'm telling you this, the it's the, it's where the money is. And that it's that, sick. that it's gets America's disgusting. Well, that gets into the school systems and all that stuff too. How because are all these
0: other countries handling it?
1: Who knows? We have to go unless you want to take a trip to Zimbabwe. We have to go there unless you. BBC don't mess around either. They're like, hey, <coughs> these people are dying. Like they're they're much more cut and dry and less uh, sensationalized than Channel Twelve. Even. I don't
0: know. Um, I don't want to beat COVID to death, but
1: yeah it was a rough year and a half two years (laughs) it was no but in a certain like i was like i said there's we can you can only do so much and like you were saying uh if if my mother's a smoker and that's not that's like my mother was a drinker i don't not drink because she drank herself to death i don't drink liquor because it's gross but some people would take that alcoholism that cancer from cigarettes or, you know, anything that you almost, I guess, choose, why well, not choose, you fall victim to, they would just advocate against it. Where I look at it and I just think, you're, you're always your own person, so you have to figure out your lane in the world. So again, if I'm gonna, cause there's places that I'll go that it doesn't make sense to wear a mask. It's like, well, yeah, I'm not wearing a mask. We're outside. I'm at a food, uh, what do you call those? Food festival, like I'm at a festival we're outside mm,
0: well mask isn't gonna help you when everybody's touching your food and you're eating it probably. but I mean
1: even you know into that logic but yeah I man it's too much government I think
0: I look forward to the day that we can look all the way in the past at this
1: they're gonna and think say, yeah we're it nuts. sucked. they're gonna think we were n- the cool. same way the same way people look at the and the, which, which is weird the same way we look at the I think it was the 60s and 50s and 40s they' like these doomsday bunkers. In mom's house, right? Like, oh man, that's crazy. They were crazy. There's still going to be 4K footage of people uh, punching each other for butt paper. (laughs) When you can literally, this is gross. Use your hand. You can use a rag. Like, they were flipping out over some charmin. That's how I felt. Like, like
0: toilet paper is not what I'm going to feel. No, super necessary to have let me you, hoard that. Now when I saw toilet paper and we were low, I would grab it and I kept one extra case. Normally we don't keep an extra case at all. We wait until we're down to the last little four pack. Yeah. And there's one in each bathroom and say, "Hey, next person goes out and grabs some toilet paper." Then I kept one case on hand. Yeah. So yeah. If, if I couldn't find any, then we had a little bit of a buffer. What are
1: you throwing stuff for.
0: But at the end of the day, I was like, "I can literally get in the shower. I I have a sock bin full of single socks that are just missing <laughs> for days, and that is Bring real socks. Back. So, you know, I can use a sock and That's... just throw it away or wash it if I'm really. Yeah, we truly... got a backyard. You
1: can spray it down first. But oh. I thought
0: there were so many alternative options to toilet paper, but protein. There, I mean, I guess we could have we 18. started our garden, didn't we? Yeah, we, we grew our that garden. year. Yeah.
1: That month or something? Yeah, March, March, April. April or May, yeah. But I wanted to get another one back because I made a janky one in 2012. This one's (laughs) much better.
0: (laughs) He didn't let me help with the first one.
1: I just wanted to get it done.
0: So I was more concerned about actual food sources.
1: Things that
0: our family would need to stay alive, not toilet paper.
1: Yeah. People are still out there, you know, uh, all these platforms, these websites—they're just still talking about prepping and prepping. I love preppers, by the way. uh, People joke, uh, they make fun of them. I love a prepper because they will. If they you, were prepared. If you watch, they a, were ready for this. If you watch a gang of them, right? Just spend a Sunday, just YouTubeing it up. There's some solid stuff. Things like go bags. The real question is, or oh, where are you gonna go? Things like, uh, is it homesteading? Like. What you call it? Uh, Growing your own food, and like figuring out a way that if the supply chain was cut off, how long could you uh, reasonably survive? All a lot of that stuff is interesting. Now they get a little crazy when they start talking about this is my first knife, my second knife, my third knife. Oh Ah. yeah, they get a little extreme (laughs) because there's a there's a very fine line between survivalist and and zombie apocalypse. But all the guys that are planting their own stuff. Uh, I asked you about this place, off-the-grid electricity. Or how can we separate, in in theory, so we're not subject to them powering us? Like All those kinds of things, like how that kind of stuff, when it comes to preppers, I love it. I absolutely love it. The go-bags and the, the footwear and uh, the, the preparation in the event of the worst thing. And I'll say, I'm so old now. Maybe it's the power grid. I remember power used to go off all the time when I was a kid every thunderstorm right the thunder would happen lightning and the lights would flicker and guess what and you know what we would do
0: ground power lines so ours didn't
1: oh everybody's spoiled oh spoiled. but we would just simply would literally light a couple candles my wife my my mother always had candles we light a couple candles and depending on if it was a school night or whatever we go outside
0: i need to listen to this back because i have no idea how we just went i don't know how we just got
1: we started at why we stopped podcasting, and then that led oh, to no, schools. Oh no! I mean,
0: this last like just this last bit where you were talking about my mind is zoned out. Exactly prepping. Exactly.
1: Oh, because of COVID, folks, I think, and COVID, and COVID. Well, oh, toilet paper hoarders. To, yeah, hoarders. That's what it got. Hoarders into prepping because those preppers don't have toilet paper. If they do, they might have. Yo, some.
0: my grandma.
1: But your grandmother have been was straight. a. She still, no. God rest her soul, she still <laughs> has 862,000 plastic bags rolled up no, in themselves, no. it tucked was, away. it
0: was toilet paper when she passed away. and Well, it was a thing back then. No. Oh, two-ply? Well, she, she lived during the Depression. So, Thank you. So she did have like a prepper yeah. mentality. But somebody once upon a time said that they were no longer going to make two-ply toilet paper. And so Too she expensive. would go to Costco and buy it by the caseful. Mm-hmm. She had stacks of Costco sized cases of toilet paper. So of course when COVID happened and there was a toilet, like I just thought, oh my gosh, my grandma would have been so. She'd have been the plug. But she only left her house once a month. She only went to Costco into town once a month because she didn't want to get sick. She didn't want to, well. she wanted to stay healthy. Who
1: is this? Your mother's mother or no, your dad's, dad's. mother? Mm-hmm. Hey, isn't that weird how that works? Your mother's a she used to Howie kind of Mandel.
0: <laughs> she used to think that the black helicopters flying over were listening to. she. You and her would have been, y'all would have been straight.
1: I think me, her, and my mother. Because my mother was, uh, she wasn't a big conspiracy theorist, but she had me read a few books when I was younger, and a lot of stuff was coming around. What was that, full circle? But she was more balanced. I'm more like, I want to go full bore with it, but then I don't. Um it just—I look—I look back at things and I wonder. It was the same thing. I think I was asking you about your job before you started. Um, uh, Threads by Q. It's funny how all these things line up. Bink, 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 and it could have just none. None of the stuff could have happened if this first thing didn't happen. It's very
0: odd. It's a butterfly effect.
1: No, it. What I mean is. Um. I met you, right? I had a job. Yeah, well, still haven't gotten a resume. I met you, I I met you, worked, quit, now depended on you to do this, then exploited what you had because I don't want to go work. And if you look at all these things that ultimately are bad with a dead end, and you go, well, wait, how did, why did that first thing ever happen? And then you find out that first thing could have been a plan. Listen, listen.
0: Let's just make sure that scenario doesn't happen when you quit your job. Yeah, no. In February, let's get another job.
1: Well, yeah, I get that. <laughs> but the whole, the government thing, the the whole thing, when you look at some of the things, some of the things, I keep saying thing, when you look at some of the things that have happened in America, right, you kind of go, yeah, why were we in that country in the first place? That kind of stuff. You go, oh, oh, and this guy owns that company that helped build and fund. What's going on? You
0: get way further into the weeds on stuff than I ever do. Like you're, well, no, you're a in the weeds this, kind of person. They
1: got my, they got the hooks in me for almost twenty one <laughs> years. I think that. But I look at the, I look at all that stuff. I look at how is how you have Hesco barriers. Who made Hesco? Oh, it's a UK company. So like,
0: you're talking about stuff that people that have not deployed have no idea about. Like you're getting right. so far into the weeds. I think I love the weeds. Yes, you do, and I think that maybe, maybe I'm naive because I choose mm-hmm. to believe that people are inherently good, and mm-hmm. there's no way somebody would do something for a negative reason. Like, did you did you say in the beginning? Maybe somebody said in the beginning that maybe well, the government, me, so. the government was <laughs> trying to um, do population control, and they introduced oh, yeah. COVID, and I was like, no, they're they already killing us with no food. Way. But when we talked about it, you talked about what was it? T- Tus-
1: Tuskegee. Yeah, so you uh, were experiment. telling
0: me about that. And I was like, they killed white
1: just- folks too. But the black folks, they were infecting them with syphilis, unbeknownst to them. I love that one. And then they would go home and have sex with their wives. And then the kids would come out. It was a whole thing. And the, I think the men became sterile, or the females. And then that goes into eugenics. And eugenics goes into Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood was started for eugenics. Like it's a whole thing, not the conspiracy, but the fact that someone be, would be so vile as to say, "Let's infect any human knowingly with syphilis," what? And not mistaken, not doing, not doing a hundred people and and going, whoa, 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 whoa. Facts, whoa, stop.
0: and I know that there are things that I can look at, yeah. and it, it it's factual. It happened. Mm. I still can't wrap my mind my mind around how. A human being can do that to another one. That's
1: what, I'm, that's what I mean. And that's the, because the con, I conspired to date you. That's a thing. Well, cons- I think conspiracy, it's uh, technically you have to have two or more, or three or more people, whatever. But the intent was to date you, right? And not the things that I did would definitively end with me dating you, but the things that I did, I wanted to get a certain outcome, right? Cool. The problem is the with the conspiracy theory, these people usually have power and they're so high up so much money so connected that they can in theory they can pull this string pull this string and pull that string and then this stuff happens and then with the power of the news outlets they can further snowball that one little thing into this thing remember you were talking at church about some kid that was like yeah the arabs they suck i hope they die and you were like whoa no it was muslim and they were like, whoa do you even why and he basically got into, basically because people, that. it was the young kid. I think. No, it was,
0: I think it was the kid that was wearing the shirt, the anti-gay kid that blatantly wore the shirt mm. to church. And I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was a blatantly an anti-gay shirt.
1: Right. Now, you told me about some kid at church that, because he wanted to join the army and all this stuff, and he was anti-Muslim and you heard it or something, and basically you told him, shut up, stupid, you're just anti-Muslim because somebody told you they're bad people or something. It's a religion, it's not a people. There's Christians there, there's Catholics there, they're Arab, right, Middle Eastern, right? Well, depending on who you ask, right? But my point with that is, he was so pumped up with propaganda, and I've worked with those guys. Yeah, those guys, I mean, what they do to you? This guy's in here, seven levels down a very easy
0: it's a bandwagon a very easy thing. track to fall into yeah because if you would have asked me before i deployed to afghanistan how i felt i would have said man just just nuke the whole country be done with it right but after i went there and i spent so much time with the local people mm-hmm. and i got to know them and their gratitude and their graciousness and just the kind of people that they are. Right. It totally changed my outlook on that entire country. Because they're I not still under that
1: broad brush of they're all bad. It's like Americans.
0: I still think that the only answer to ending the Pashtun Wally Code would be to take the very youngest generation to and under and start over. That would be the only way because mm-hmm. that's in it's bred in them so yeah. deep. It's never going to go away.
1: Isn't that what Marcos Atrill did? with, uh, you got to guard me because I asked you or something. I have a beard. Yeah, he, yeah. he
0: asked for amnesty and they, they protected him. Had to. Of the Pashtun, yeah, yeah. the Wally code. So, I don't know. I don't even know how we got to that, but I do know that our Church. official episode back is crazy long, and so we should probably wrap it up.
1: No, this is time. We got to talk about the... What are you talking about? Uh, it's not time. Oh, no, this is th- this time's off.
0: Bro, we started.
1: Remember, we did 20 minutes trying to set up. We're 14 minutes, I think, back. So what's that, an hour and six?
0: Yeah, that's a long episode.
1: They want to hear from you.
0: No. They're probably falling asleep at their steering wheel right now and like, uh, move on to a new topic. We got Mm -hmm. real political. We did. Real political. That's not usually what we do.
1: It's all off of COVID.
0: It is COVID. COVID was horrible. The year sucked. 2020 was a dumpster fire. Dumpster fire. What Yo, is 2020 this? was a dumpster fire. And I have this ornament coming into my shop. Total <laughs> what side. are we talking about? I thought we so were done. I know. It's a oh. shameless plug. Shameless my plug. plug. Com. It's coming. It's, it's um, an ornament and it is a dumpster that says 2020 on it that has a fire. And then 2021, well. just that dumpster, just is inside of the 2020 dumpster. And I was like, yeah, it's, it's pretty. That pretty much sums up the two years.
1: I will say this. Uh, 2020, uh, it's 2021 now too. Oof. It was all a struggle. And the one thing I am happy for is that it, people have gotten through it and not uh, not Cutter's graduating class, but uh, 2020's graduating class. There was not that I would ever want this to happen, but similar to what you said, they know a struggle now. And this may have been... Uh, what do you call it? It happened. It happened to everyone. Equally, it equally happened to everyone. So now that that's happened, hopefully we can all connect and understand that it's not just the people in this neighborhood or the people in this city. Everyone in 2019, 2020, 2021 have all struggled because of this one thing. And hopefully we can all kind of move forward from it with the, the people that we lost and the things that we learned but that's the only good thing that I see from it is that we're learning to work through adversity and end up on the other side of that with hopefully a better mind because it's, it's, it hurts to see your hose oh, cadence five. It hurts to see your five year old sad yeah. because they're homeschooled. And then the same thing for the 17 or 18 year olds that instead of getting a high five and a walk across the, uh, we call it the stage, they got a plastic flyer in their yard. Yeah, you know what, what I mean. That's of that's zero to twelve
0: of an experience that, for me personally, was really the most epic year. It was of, a bee's knees,
1: yeah? yeah, yeah. Like your
0: senior year is it. That's everything. And around here, you have to wait until you're a senior for certain privileges in the school. So mm-hmm. it, I felt, I felt for them. But let's wrap this up.
1: Okay, you gotta go potty.
0: No, but the school just called, and it's the youngest school, so I'd like to make sure oh. nothing's going on Okay,
1: there. you can go take care of that. I'll sign off. No, we can do it. Alright, uh, we're on iHeartRadio, iTunes, and Spotify now. If you want to download uh, any of those, thank you. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram. We'll upload and update on all those, Facebook and everything. Also, like and share. Please get the word out that we're back. We're B-A-C-K. Also, also, mm-hmm. if you listen to podcasts somewhere and it doesn't have this D our episodes. Let us know. We can message us on all those platforms, by the way. Uh, and we'll try to get it uh, into their system.
0: You're going to message him. Message who? You. What? You're the uh, the guy behind the messages.
1: Yeah. Facebook, Instagram, whichever.
0: Yeah. Got to go. This is a nurse.
1: All right. Thanks for uh, listening. See Thanks. you guys later. See you guys next week.